Or do you not know, brothers, for I am speaking to those who know the law, that the law is binding on a person only as long as he lives? For a married woman is bound by law to her husband while he lives. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law of marriage. Accordingly, she will be called an adulteress if she lives with another man while her husband is alive. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law. And if she marries another man, she is not an adulteress. Likewise, my brothers, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ, that you may belong to another, to him who has been raised from the dead, in order that we may bear fruit for God. For while we were living in the flesh, our sinful passions, aroused by the law, were at work in our members to bear fruit for death. But now we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive, so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. What then shall we say, that the law is sin? By no means. Yet if it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. For I would not have known what it is to covet if the law had not said, You shall not covet. But sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, produced in me all kinds of covetousness. For apart from the law, sin lies dead. I was once alive apart from the law. But when the commandment came, sin came alive and I died. The very commandment that promised life proved to be death to me. For sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me, and through it killed me. So the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, and righteous, and good. Did that which is good, then, bring death to me? By no means. It was sin producing death in me through what is good, in order that sin might be shown to be sin, and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. So, we got four paragraphs here in the first half of Romans 7. Um, Romans 6, 7, 8 is kind of a special part of Romans. And um, it's kind of it's kind of circular, it's pretty interwoven, uh, it's kind of repetitive. Um, I think repetitive is good because there's some things that are hard for most of us to sort out. So if we hear it a bunch of times, then maybe we'll get it. Um, but for today, I think it also means it doesn't matter which order we do these verses in. Uh, we kind of have paragraphs 1 and 2 kind of go together and 3 and 4 kind of go together. Um, so let's do 3 and 4 first because that's the easy part. Um, Paul is um, he's just he's just addressing what what is the law. Um, the law tells us good from bad, sin from righteousness. What it what it means to obey God, uh, the things the things that God has called us to. Um, when we say the law, um, just to be clear, what we're talking about, um, a lot of us are familiar with the Ten Commandments, which is a good summary of the law, um, but it gets a lot more detailed. There's it's it's in Exodus, Numbers, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. Um, so the Ten Commandments summarizes it well, but there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff in there. It it, it adds other stuff like um, don't abuse foreigners. Um, 
so the, the, the other thing here is that uh, Paul's addressing this idea where some people m- must have been questioning, well, hang on, if if the law is good, but it, it, I become aware of it, and then I sin, does that make the law bad? And he's saying, no, no, no. The, the law is good, the law is righteous, but humans, we, we disobey God, and we screw stuff up, and, and that's bad. But the law is still good. So he's just, just making that clear. Um... So I think that's all pretty straightforward. Um, the, I, I, I think it's also, um, I think it's just good that we have the law written down. We have our, if, if our conscience wasn't enough, then God wrote it down for us, just to be sure. Sometimes our conscience can get screwed up if we, if we uh, part from God and we, we get out on our own. Our, our disobedience can can harden our hearts, and it can take away our eyes to see and our ears to hear, and we can we can have flawed thinking. So it's good to have it all written down, um, because there's no arguing. God has made it really clear um, what He's called us to. That it's bad to lie, it's bad to cheat, it's bad to steal. Um, so it's good to have it written down. So that's all. That's pretty easy, I think. But if we go back to the beginning there, paragraphs 1 and 2 go together. Paragraph 1 is a, a good warm-up. Um, so he's, he's talking about marriage. Um, or do you not know, brothers, for I am speaking to those who know the law, that the law is binding on a person only as long as he lives. For a married woman is bound by law to her husband while he lives. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law of marriage. Accordingly, she will be called an adulteress if she lives with another man while her husband is alive. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law. And if she marries another man, she is not an adulteress. If she marries another man, she is not an adulteress. So, um... We're, we're probably all pretty familiar with um, marriage vows that a lot of us have taken when we say, till death do us part. Uh, very, very biblical concept. Um, so when we're married, we, we are bound for life. Well, until, until somebody dies. Um, and, of course, if you, if you were married and you strayed while you were married, then that would be adultery. But... If your spouse dies, then you are free to remarry. You are free to be bound to another. So, um, uh, pretty easy concept, but really, really strong. And it's, it gives us a, a place to work from on the, the second paragraph. So, in the second paragraph, it gets a little bit trickier. Uh, we switch to spiritual stuff. Likewise, my brothers, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ, so that you may belong to another, to him who has been raised from the dead, in order that we may, we may bear fruit for God. For while we were living in the flesh, our sinful passions, aroused by the law, were at work in our members to bear fruit for death. But now we are released from the law, having died to that which held us captive, so that we serve in the new way of the Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. So, uh, taking kind of a first pass here, what 
the the uh, the headline is that um, if you become a Christian, if you put your faith in in Christ as your Lord and Savior, then Paul's telling us here that we died with Christ. We were we were bound to sin, uh, like like as if we were married, in in a way, but. We died with Christ. Jesus died and rose again. So if we become a Christian, then we die with Christ. And we are free from being bound to sin or being bound to the law. Those are interchangeable. Um, And also when we become a Christian, we are free to be bound to another and we become bound to Christ. Um... So you can say that with only a few words, but that's a huge, huge deal. Um, and let's let's dig into it a little bit more. Um, the law is binding on a person only as long as he lives. And then in verse four, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ, so that you may belong to another, to him who has been raised from the dead. Uh, amen. That's a that's a that's a beautiful thing right there. Um, now, just a little note here um, in Romans seven, Paul is uh, he's talking about being uh, dying to the law, and then and then he kind of switches without uh, real specifically telling us to dying to sin. In Romans six. Uh, Paul was very specific that we died to sin. So I just just thought I'd throw that in there. Those are those are interchangeable. Um, so what what does this look like if we if we flesh this out a little bit? Um, we there there really are two camps of people, and you're in one or the other, and you can't you can't really live in the middle. Um, we're either we're either on our own and we're bound to sin, or we have bound ourselves to Christ, and and there are two different worlds. Um, so, if we're under the law, then we then Satan ultimately is our master. That might he might say, "Well, hang on," but ultimately that is true. Any anything aside from choosing to let Christ be our master means. We're we're under sin. We're under the law. Satan is our master. Um, we would be bound to sin under the law, whereas under Christ we we are, have a life of obedience. We have a life where we can uh, not be bound to sin. We can overcome sin. Um, one path leads to death, and the other to life. If we're um, under sin, we are usually riddled by guilt uh, but a life in the spirit uh, leads to victory if we take hold of it at least um, under being under sin is is slavery while being under the spirit is uh, is freedom um, and then we saw there in the passage uh, that well actually that's a passage that we're coming up to sorry um, you can be bound to your sinful nature or your sinful passions, and or you can be released from the law. Now, in in Romans seven, there we saw uh, kind of these interesting phrases about fruit for death or fruit for God. Um, I thought it'd be 
it was helpful to add in here uh, Galatians 5. Um, kind of gives us a different angle on all this. Uh, Galatians 5, it's, it's a similar deal. We have uh, Paul writing a letter to a church. It's just trying to be um, an encouragement to the people there, help them get sorted out, help them be uh, of use, of, of service to God. And um, so in there, there's a paragraph that says what happens when we're in our flesh, and then followed by that is a, a paragraph, a, a list of the fruit of the Spirit. So if we're in our flesh, um, I don't have to think real hard, but he gets really specific, and it's a long list. Um, it's, I, didn't, I didn't even list everything here. Sexual immorality, impurity, idolatry, sorcery, fits of anger, drunkenness. Um... But through the Spirit is, is again, a very different world. Um, through the Spirit, we have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Um, I think it's good to just kind of pause for a second and think about that. We, we, this probably is nothing new to anybody here. Even if you haven't read the Bible, it's probably not really hard to to think that there those... There's, those two worlds exist, um, but they are very distinct worlds that lead to very distinct outcomes. Um, and also in Galatians 5, I think there's some other helpful things. Um, For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. That's what... This verse always really strikes me, um, just the the wording. Um, and in in this is the ESV translation. If you look at the NIV, um, it's maybe even a little bit stronger. They say, "It is for freedom Christ has set us free." Um, that sentence uh, just catches me as, as almost awkward because he says it is for X. That he has set us X. You know, usually you would think, well, it would be for X that he would he would set us Y. Um, so this one, this is a good verse for me at least. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Okay, he wants us to be free. He's he is really serious. Um, uh, now, alongside of this idea of being free, we we become. We come obedient, subservient to Christ, but there there is freedom in that rather than the the um, slavery that we would have to sin otherwise. Um, then, just in case we didn't get it on on the first part of the verse, there he he tells us, "Do not turn back. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery." Um, so he says it kind of in the positive and in the negative. He, um, he Paul, Paul knows that everybody's going to struggle with this, and he's, he just wants to say it every way he can. Choose freedom, pursue freedom, and do not go back to slavery. Um, and part of what's going on there is we can be we can be Christians, but. We still struggle with sin, right? We we are free, but sin doesn't go away. We still have our flesh to struggle against. Um, so there's still a choice there. Um, 
it's it's up to us whether we're gonna we we could be a Christian but still be in sin, but it doesn't have to be that way. Um, and then in, in verse eighteen, but if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. So that just sort of reiterates what we what we have from Romans. So, this is another a verse from Corinthians. Again, a letter that Paul wrote to another church. He says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, the new has come. Um, so, Paul is trying to get us all to tap into the, the power of our new identity. When we become Christians, we, we are altered. We have, we, have a new, uh, we have a new label. We have a new identity. Things are different forever. And um, we, can, we can be Christians without really experiencing that, without, without tapping into the power that's available to us there. And so what's important here is we're not just being Bible scholars. We're not, um, you know, we haven't sorted out the conjugation of the Greek verbs and the the tenses and all that. Um, This is something that we have to engage with deeply. That has to alter our minds and our hearts. It has to to, um, transform our lives. to be free from sin, to be free from the law, is is a is a hugely powerful thing. But without us taking hold of that, it it doesn't it really doesn't amount to much. Um, and I, some people might want to dismiss this as a uh, a semantic game, but I, th- I think it's actually pretty important that um, if we become Christians. We might still sin. We, we probably almost certainly will still sin. But we are not sinners any longer. Um, this, is, this is kind of a labeling thing, but it's, imp- it's important that we get our labels straight because this is part of, of training our minds and our hearts to, to work and think differently. Um, I, I still sin as a believer, but I am not a sinner. Does that make sense? I, um, before I gave my life to Christ, I was a sinner, but I am no longer. <clears throat> I am no longer beholden to sin. The, the label for me is not a sinner. Um, and I think, I think it's important to be careful with this as we, just in our own thinking, as we're, you know, giving messages to ourselves as, as we talk to others, as, as we pray. Even um, sometimes you'll see this in, in music. Maybe you listen to the Christian radio station and there's this pretty good song. But they might, they might miss this, this point and might call themselves or, or us sinners. And I, I, I think it's just a little, little tidbit that's important to, um, to, to keep that straight because it, it helps... It helps in this whole um, training process to reorient ourselves. Um, it it really is um, kind of a big deal to to unpack and make use of all this. 
Um, I think of it as like an enlightenment or an epiphany to really engage with with your new identity, with being a new creation, with with being free from sin. Um, a lot of times people think we need to go to like Eastern religion to pursue enlightenment, but I think it's right here. Um, this is this is a powerful thing um, that a lot of believers miss out on. All sorts of people could be heaven bound, but they they can easily miss this and. Um, it's it, it can be difficult for us to, to sort it out and and to uh, take advantage of, but I, I think it really qualifies as uh, as an enlightenment um, to, to pull us off. Um, if we if we if we we can be believers but not really have this sorted out, and we can just sort of spiral downward. Um, if sin sin generally can can isolate us, make us feel guilty, um, maybe maybe feel depressed, useless, um, just unable to progress. That's those are all pretty natural things about being um, uh, let, letting sin. Uh, have its have its way with you, but if you're a believer, that doesn't doesn't have to be so. We we can take hold of these truths, and we can make them our own, and we can conquer sin. Um, I, I this this has been a, a just a huge deal in my own life. Um, I remember years ago, I I had. I, when I when I became a Christian, I had all sorts of bad patterns in my life, um, but I got a ways into my my walk with Christ. I made a lot of progress, but there were some things that I I really hadn't gotten rid of yet. And I just remember a real distinct time. Um, there was a teaching that John Meyer gave. I was a I was a part of a, our sister church in Fort Collins, and John Meyer was a pastor there. A lot of you guys know him, and. Um, I don't know that John said anything all that special that day, but there was something that clicked for me about my identity and and what it would mean for my power over sin. And I just, I remember these these patterns that I, I hadn't quite conquered yet. I just, I they were, they were still going on in there. And I, boy, it was, it really was difficult. I mean, it was almost like, like there was a demon that had been assigned to me to just throw this garbage at me every once in a while. And I, I just, I couldn't kick it. Um, but I remember after, after things had clicked a little bit further for me, um, the, the, day, the day came again, and here, here I am, uh, headed down this path towards sin, and a, and a switch flipped. Every, everything changed in that moment. I, I think of that as my moment of enlightenment. I, I, it all became real to me. It was no longer just you know nice phrases, nice words on the page. It was real, and it was like, wait a minute, I don't, I don't have to do this. I don't, I don't have to continue down this path to sin. I am no longer beholden to sin, and. It was it was just it was just incredible. It was like the whole the whole thing just just vaporized, and I I remember I I, I laughed because I just I, I it had been it had been such a struggle for me, and then all of a sudden it was gone, and I I just 
it was like a like a kung fu match, and I just destroyed my opponent. And I, um, I'll, I'll never forget that that time. For, from from that point forward, this uh, my struggle with sin has been a whole a whole different deal. Um, just from uh, engaging with these truths and, and making them my own. Um, so that was, that was kind of my goal for today was to hopefully be of use to you guys in that in that same pursuit. Um, maybe it's you know like Jeremy was praying to, uh, when we were singing. Uh, maybe that's a good reminder for you. And maybe this is a whole new deal. And so maybe you can take some big big steps in all of this um, today.